0: Shit, I dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so
1: excited to say my name. We're keeping this in. I'm just okay. letting you know.
0: Okay. All okay. right. All right. Um, Should we start and, from
1: the top or were you uh, just going to uh, uh, say? Okay. It? Yeah. Let's go from, okay. from, from the top. Okay. And scene. All right. Hey, Boo Things. It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to. Just cooly yes. things. things! Ooh! <laughs> hey, Boo-Things, and welcome back to Just Cooly <laughs> Things, and we're your bootsy full hosts, Rebecca and Lily!
0: Hello! <laughs>
1: so, that was such a fitting intro. I, I mean, we've had some fucked up intros in the past, but that was just the icing on top of the cake.
0: I feel like it was very
1: us. It was very us and very you to drop your phone. Thank you. I think it was like the first episode we did where we were uh, we were recording through Skype, Mm -hmm. and you were in the middle of an encounter story, and you dropped your phone behind the back of the headboard, and it was at the time we were we were recording through video, and I just see you just trying to reach for your phone. (laughs) <laughs> and it looked like that meme where it was like this is what the demon sees when they sees me trying to charge my iPhone and it's yes, what the, the person... demon under my bed sees when yes. I try to
0: plug in my phone charger.
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is we're literally a living meme at oh, this point. For sure, sure. Which I have to say, Lily, our memes in general including your homemade ones are popping.
0: Thank you, thank I you. I think
1: that our Instagram page, uh, follow us at...
0: JustOOlyThingsPodcast
1: Has been pretty awesome with its content, so pat on the back. Yeah, I think, I think like, the shit that we find... I shouldn't say shit, because it's, it's not it's shitty, gold. but...
0: I feel like the stuff that we find, like, the posts that we put up are really, like, top-tier
1: memes. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that other, like paranormal podcasts and paranormal accounts go to us for their content to be honest
0: I, I like to think so i wonder if any of my memes have reposts
1: probably not but someday i think that they do but too many people don't put credit of where they find it like to be fair like i've found memes but like they're online where like it's not like the person that i found it from mm-hmm. like it's not the original person that created it So, unless you've created the content, like, it's hard for me to give credit if you're not the one that's created it. Exactly. That's why I do that good watermark. Oh, that just ghoulie things watermark. A-1. (laughs) All right. So, uh, we have a pretty heavy topic to talk about on this episode. Uh, Lily, do you want to explain what this episode's about? Give a little warning.
0: So, today we are talking about um, Incubi, so um, incubus encounters and stuff, but I did want to put a bit of like a trigger warning if anyone um, has any maybe like past experience with any kind of assault or knows someone who has or had a bad personal experience with an incubus, just maybe Uh, be careful listening, because some of these are graphic, and I know there's a couple of them that have certain phrasing that I'm going to tone down a little.
1: I don't, oh, yeah, mine is rated X, and I wasn't planning on toning it down, um, just because I just feel like the way that these people describe it is just, I mean, it's their experience, so, like, I feel weird changing the words, but, like, it, like, I mean, this topic is really, really heavy you're right you know what
0: yeah let's let's i'm not gonna i mean it's not like oh he fucked my brains out which i just said so why would i even have changed that but (laughs) um you know it's it's just just a warning you know maybe if um i don't know if we have many younger listeners they probably aren't into us but you know if you're like i i I don't know if you if you're chilling with like Your kid or your niece, and you're like, want to listen to my favorite podcast? Maybe, uh, maybe not this episode.
1: Yeah, um, and I think that it's important too. If you start at any point to feel uncomfortable, if you know, if you do already have that trigger with uh, sexual assault or anything of that nature, um, and you want to listen, and then it gets too intense, like we understand completely if you can't finish this episode. But we just found this topic very interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we just thought, why not put an episode out there? Uh, If you guys are interested in this topic, uh, Lily and I did discuss talking about not only the incubi, but the, is it called a succubi? Succubi. Succubi. Yeah. 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 So that's the female version of
0: an incubus.
1: If this episode does intrigue you and we do get, decent feedback on this episode then in a few weeks we'll record uh, a female version of this topic Uh, but today we're going to be just focusing on the males let's do it so lily you've got all the information tell us a little Uh, bit more
0: i've got google docs up you know (laughs) it okay so incubus also is actually i would like to preface this by saying it's also a really good like a kind of like a rock band
1: I have never um, listened to them, so yeah,
0: they're they're really good. They have this one insane music video that I'll post um, in our private group, Just going Things Podcast Group, where um, so it's called. This is how we found them actually. I used to go to my aunt's house. Did I ever tell you about my aunt Rebecca, who turned out to actually be my grandfather's second wife? Uh, no so I grew up calling her Aunt Linda and then one day I was in the car with my mom and my brother and she was like well you know when grandpa was married to Linda and we were like Aunt Linda and she was like oh oh uh, y- yeah and we were like Aunt Linda isn't our aunt it was like you know we found out you know imagine if we find out for sure that like aliens aren't real
1: you know what I mean so wait but wait they weren't actually blood related
0: no they were not blood related oh, Jesus so Christ. Was, okay good oh yeah i should have cleared that up so what happened was i had on my dad's side like three grandmother figures so there was grandma jane who uh-huh. was who is my dad's mom my grandfather's first wife and then aunt linda who and then nana joyce who was my grandfather's third wife the one who would lock us in the laundry room oh yeah fuck her yeah so aunt linda what happened was they didn't you know we were little kids they didn't want us kind of getting confused
1: yeah i understand and, that
0: and, and you know like as a kid you're not gonna say hey ex-grandma like that's just fucking weird so <laughs> you're like you know what or not we, because this wasn't a conscious decision on my part, they were like, she's going to be Aunt Linda. That's easiest. That way, you know, they know she's family, but we don't have to get into the whole, you know, history. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, so when I was sick, sometimes I would go to my Aunt Linda's house and like all she watched was VH1. Mm-hmm she was so cool she lives in california now but um so i would i would go to her house and we would paint and we'd watch like vh1 and mtv i remember watching i was like eight years old rebecca watching flavor of love
1: uh fucking save i'd watch it with my parents (laughs) new york and pumpkin's beef was iconic
0: oh my god pumpkin remember um do you remember when uh, New York was like Beyonce? You look like Luther Vandross.
1: Yes. Oh my God, that is the most iconic scene. Oh. Beyonce, 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 <laughs>
0: bitch, you fucking look like <laughs> you, think you it... fucking look like Luther Vandross.
1: Beyonce, I am so sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Oh God, I'm sorry. Back to the story. So I, No, so I would be,
0: like, at her house, and um, they were doing, like, the top 40, like, music videos of the week or some shit, I don't know. And an Incubus music video came on called Anna Molly, kind of a play on words with
1: anomaly. Uh-huh.
0: And it's, like, it's disturbing. It's, like, about this girl who they find dead, and just as they're about to do her autopsy, she, like, wakes up, and, like, as it's, like, as the music video goes like it's like insane it's so well done but anyways so incubus is also the name of a california based rock band so what is an incubus uh i went to miriam webster good old miriam webster's dictionary and they described it as a male demon who lies with women as they sleep
1: now so, lies you mean like yeah bounce chicka bounce bounce
0: brown chicken brown cow Ooh, (laughs) kinky so but um i did some further research and here's what wikipedia has to say an incubus is a demon in male form who according to mythological and legendary traditions lies upon sleeping women in order to engage in sexual activity with them its female counterpart is a succubus Salacious tales of incubi and succubi have been told for many centuries in traditional societies. Some traditions hold that repeated sexual activity with an incubus or succubus may result in the deterioration of health, mental state, or even death. So, some etymology on the word incubus. It is derived from late La- the late Latin word incubo, which is a nightmare induced by such a demon from the word incubare, incubare, incubar? I don't speak Latin, Um, (laughs) which means to lie upon. One of the earliest mentions of an incubus comes from Mesopotamia um, on the Sumerian king list circa 2400 BC. Damn. So that is where the hero Gilgamesh's father is listed as Lilu. It is said that Lilu disturbs and seduces women in their sleep, while Lil- Lilitu, a female demon, appears to men in their erotic dreams. Ah, I, I, and it doesn't say anything about like how, you know, they on how they got the like those specific names, which I think would be interesting to yeah. know. Also, like I didn't want to like overload with information. <laughs> 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 um. So, two other corresponding demons appear as well: our Lily, hey um, <laughs> who visits men by night and begets ghostly children from them, and Urdu Lily, who is known as a male counterpart to our dot Lily, and visits women by night and begets from them. These demons were originally storm demons, but they eventually became regarded as night demons because of mistaken etymology, which is actually very interesting. Kind of, like, lost in translation, I guess?
1: Yeah. So, beget means, like, um, reproduction, right? Like, the sexual reproduction of these children? Let
0: me look it up, because I've heard beget. Used a few different ways. Begins, yeah, just... bring bring a child into existence by, by the, the process okay. of reproduction.
1: Okay, huh? Interesting.
0: Yeah. Right, like it, it's it's interesting how you know this has been, a, and it's kind of like what we say about like I guess like urban legends and uh, cryptids, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's Bigfoot and Yetis and. Um, Like, the abominable snowman, right? Yeah. And this started so early on. So, 2400
1: BC, that was before Christ. Like, if you think about it in that sense, I I can't even fathom that period of time.
0: Exactly. That this is when it started. Especially when, like, back then, you know, and I guess some of it might come from not to be all philosophical, but I think it's possible some of it also can come from maybe trying to make sense of the unknown, because, like, there were no encyclopedias, Uh you know, There, there there were so many languages, you know, that maybe one person had one word, but, like, there were no translations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people were all over the place, the, you know, like, there were no Phoenicians starting, uh, you know, the early alphabet, which is used pretty much universally now. You know, like, there, there was none of that. Our universe is things... just
1: one big game of telephone.
0: Exactly. Throughout time. They're... Very well put, Rebecca. You're so much better at just, like, simplifying. <laughs> I've had to do that all
1: my life, so don't worry.
0: <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are a lot of things were passed down, like, orally. Mm -hmm. so it's understandable where things might get a little confusing definitely so incubi were thought to be demons who had sexual relations with women sometimes producing a child by the woman succubi by contrast were demons thought to have intercourse with men debate about these demons began early in the christian tradition um St. Augustine touched on the topic in De Civitate Dei, which means the city of God. There were too many alleged attacks by Incubi to deny them. He stated, there is also a very general rumor. Many have verified it by their own experience and trustworthy persons have corroborated the experiences others told. Um, that sylvans and fawns, commonly called incubi, have often made wicked assaults upon women. Questions about reproductive capabilities of the demons continued. 800 years later, Thomas Aquinas argued against the possibility of children being conceived by intercourse with demons. And then, quote, Still, if some are occasionally begotten from demons, it is not from the seed of such demons, nor from their assumed bodies, but from the seed of men taken taken for the purpose, as when the demon assumes the f- assumes f- assume, wait what? As when the demon assumes first the form of a woman and afterwards of a man just so they take the seed of other things for other generating purposes. So I don't really know
1: what that means. Okay, I, okay, I get what they're saying. I get what they're can saying. Can you explain it to me? Please? So they're saying that the demon that mm-hmm. the demon can shape shift into a male or female. So in order to get the seed to um, impregnate the the human woman, the demon turns into a woman, mm-hmm. like a succubi. Mm -hmm. has sex with the male the male puts his seedling in the demon woman
0: the Mm -hmm. demon
1: woman then takes that seedling turns into the male and then from there transfers that seed to the human woman Mm -hmm. okay I
0: got you wow that is fucked up yeah yeah that's like those girls in middle school who changed their personalities depending on who they were with.
1: <laughs> we all know those girls. Honestly. Okay. This is like a fucked Got up it. hot potato. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, such, sorry, I have like a tickle in my throat.
1: Oh god, I'm a mess. Is it bad? Right. I had the same tickle in my throat too today. I think it's because the pollen's really high. Because I notice as soon as I get like congestion in my nose, I'm a little congested today. Yeah, me too. And like I have to swallow a lot. But I mm-hmm. always look up on the weather app. If you scroll down, it'll tell you in your area what what's like what it's high of the grass, pollen, trees, things like that. And I always notice when pollen's high or when the grass pollen or whatever it is is high that's when i start to notice i get this little tickle in my throat okay it
0: all makes sense now
1: yeah i'm like you can hear like yeah I you're like, like, like super congested
0: oh man all right i'll take some Sudafed after this um so such a thoroughly human child such a thoroughly human child like every human would have a god-created soul and would live by the power of god the only one who can give life about 300 years later, King James, in his dissertation titled Demonology, suggested that a devil would carry out two methods of impregnating women. The first, to steal the sperm out of a dead man and deliver it into a woman. Fucked up. If a de- yeah, right? If a demon could extract the, spe- the semen quickly, the transportation of the substance could not be instantly transported to a female host, causing it to go cold. This explains his view that succubi and incubi were the same demonic entity only to be described differently based on the sexes being conversed with. Being abused in such a way caused women at nunneries to be burned if they were found pregnant. Ugh. Oh no. So fucked up. That's so fucked up. Um, the second method was the idea that a dead body could be possessed by a devil... Causing it to rise and have sexual relations with others. Oh my god! So I guess this is could kind of be like what what makes an incubi or a succubi. Oh,
1: okay, an
0: incubus or a succubus. Huh. Oh my god! Plural versus singular, am I right, ladies? Love um, the English language. Yes. This is similar to depictions of revenants or vampires and a spirit taking deceased corpses to cause mischief it became generally accepted that incubi and succubi were the same demon able to switch between male and female forms a succubus would be able to sleep with a man and collect his sperm and then transform into an incubus and use that seed on women yep oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca's right score one for me
0: (laughs) even though sperm and egg came from humans originally the spirits offspring were often thought of as supernatural some sources indicate that it may be identified by its unnaturally large or cold penis okay live your truth yeah though many tales claim that the incubus is bisexual others indicate that it is strictly heterosexual and finds attacking a male victim either unpleasant or detrimental incubi are sometimes said to be able to conceive children the half-human offspring of such a union is sometimes referred to as a cambion
1: never heard of that
0: me neither um an incubus may pursue sexual relations with a woman in order to father a child as in the legend of merlin ah okay according to the malleus mal
1: serum would you just say a fucking harry potter spell
0: Marius Maleficerum! Oh my god, <laughs> you're so right! Girl! Okay, this is just like Rebecca's episode full of wins
1: today.
0: <laughs> Exorcism is one of the five ways to overcome the attacks of Incubi, the others being sacramental confession, the sign of the cross, or recital of the angelic salutation. Moving with the... Um, Moving, what? moving the afflicted to another location and by exocommunication of the attacking entity, which is perhaps the same as exorcism. On the other hand, the Franciscan friar Ludovico Maria Sinistreri stated that Incubi, quote, do not obey exorcists, have no dread of exorcisms, show reverence for holy things, at the approach of which they are not in the least overawed
1: so that means that like even through an exorcism you can't stop an incubi or a succubi
0: yeah they just stay unbothered fuck yeah so i mean these these like demons are like very very powerful Ugh, that's horrible I think because it's possible that since they're catching people while they are asleep, they're already in such a powerful position. Like, when you're awake, you're alert, you know? If you see something spooky, kooky, ooky, when you're awake, you can, like, be like, okay, time to pull out the cross. We're going to do the Lord's Prayer. We got this. But when you're asleep and this happens, like either you're completely powerless or you're automatically panicking. Oh, 1,000%. So they're already holding a lot of power. It's possible that maybe they've already harnessed it and nothing can stop them. So some regional variations. There are a number of variations on the incubus theme around the world. The Alp of Teutonic or German folklore, is one of the better known. In Zanzibar, Bawa primarily attacks men and generally behind closed doors. The, uh, then there's the Troco, according to the traditional mythology of the Ch- Chiloé, Chiloé I don't know, province of Chile, is a hideous, deformed dwarf who lulls nubile young women and seduces them. What a fucking asshole.
1: Such a fucking dick. Fuck you. Oh,
0: oh my God. They should just name this thing Brock Turner.
1: (laughs) Shots fired. And with that, Lily wins this episode of Just Ghouly Things. (laughs) Fuck you, too.
0: (laughs) So the, the Troco is said to be responsible for unwanted pregnancies, especially in unmarried women. Perhaps another variation of this conception is the Tintin tin in Ecuador, which I think we've spoken about before.
1: We ha- I'm pretty sure we have, cause that name sounds super familiar.
0: Yeah, I don't, we definitely didn't do like an episode on it, but we've, I feel like we've definitely touched upon it.
1: We have covered almost everything under the sun at this point. And we're still honestly. learning.
0: Exactly. That, that's honestly also what I like about doing this podcast is that, like, we also kind of get to learn.
1: Oh, definitely. Every time I do my research, I look forward to it because I always know I'm going to learn something different. That either something new that I never learned or learned that what I did know about the topic was either false or it was it wasn't exactly what I thought it to be
0: exactly like it's more than you just thought like i did not know all of this about like incubi and succubi you know like i figured that the word like clearly wasn't i don't know how to put it like clearly wasn't like a word that
1: comes from english
0: you know like it just kind of has that sound of like a latin oh this is definitely
1: like an old time thing
0: what do they call they call those romantic languages
1: i think Latin, yeah, Latin romance would be under, like... language? It would be a romance language, yeah.
0: Something like that, yeah. So.
1: Uh, so the Tintin
0: tin in Ecuador is a dwarf who is fond of abundant hair women and seduces them at night by playing the guitar outside their windows. I gotta get me
1: a Tintin. Tin. That's cute. Honestly, the Tintin tin seems to be what's most attracted to me because I'm a very abundantly haired woman. Oh, yeah. If I don't shave after three days... Psh, oh my god i know i've been wearing so
0: many like clam diggers and capri pants <laughs> wait what do- are clam diggers clam diggers are they're kind of like capri pants but a little longer
1: huh i never yeah. heard of that term
0: yeah i remember the way that i learned it was do you remember um star doll uh fuck yes oh my god So, Star Doll, one of my favorite pairs of pants that I thought was really cute were called Clam Diggers, and that's
1: literally where I learned it. That's hysterical.
0: I guess it kind of comes from, like, when you would roll up your pants and cuff them to go, like, catch clams. Like, go fishing for clams, I guess. That's the most logical thing for me. Yeah, so, um... But, yeah, it's like... I can't wait for fall and winter because I don't have to shave my legs. It'll be great. (laughs) So... Um, let's see, where were we... Oh, yeah. So, so the myth of the Tintin seducing these abundant hair women by playing guitar outside their windows um, actually is believed by research to have been created during the colonial period of time to explain pregnancies in women who never left their houses without a chaperone. Um, oh,
1: That's
0: interesting.
1: I mean... It's a pretty promising story. Yeah, right. I mean, it makes
0: sense. So, in Hungary, a leader, li- leader, li- li- L I D with and then E with a fancy thing over it, R C, <laughs> um, can oh, can be <laughs> can be a satanic lover that flies at night and appears as a fiery light, an ignis fatuus or will-o'-the-wisp or in its more benign form as a featherless
1: chicken. Gross. You know what I just realized? I'm sorry. We have to go back to that statement of trying to explain the pregnancies in women who never left their houses without a chaperone. Mm -hmm. So, one of two theories could have happened there. All right? Mm -hmm. Three. Okay. Okay? So, it could have been a tin-tin it could have been these fucking asshole men raping women in their Mm -hmm. own homes or third girls want to fuck so they left the house without (laughs) being seen
0: oh true sneak it's like okay i remember um my dad talking with his brother and he was like listen you can't be too strict with your daughter because the strictest parents make the sneakiest trials. that
1: is the most tribes, accurate children. statement ever
0: so true R- right like i remember listening in
1: on that phone call i don't know what the hell was going on but i remember hearing that and i was like okay mike spitting the truth for real like to be honest like it makes sense because obviously lily and i aren't parents but to all those parents listening that is one of the truest pieces of advice you'll ever get so listen to that take it in because sooner enough if you have young kids now by like next year they're going to be 14 years old before you know it and they're going to start wanting to go out they're going to start wanting to do things and you being a parent and being super paranoid of the world they're going to want to keep them close to your vest and not want to let them leave the coop but you know what they're going to sneak out and then they're going to do crazier shit just to be like a big middle finger to you a lot of people I know that had strict parents like that, they went away to college and they were just absolute fucking savages because they no longer were under their the grasp of their parents. They could do whatever oh, the fuck they want. Totally. And they
0: just like go and say like, academic probation, hello, academic probation is calling and the kids with strict parents are picking up.
1: Oh, and, and, and of course then it's not the child's fault. It's the teacher's fault. But that's oh. beside
0: yeah, so, um, you're right. I was I was honestly kind of thinking that, too. Maybe they were having, like, these, like, colonial-time booty calls that was like, Oh, Theodore,
1: sneak in through my window. And they send, like, a fucking dove with the message. They're, like, sexting through dove. <laughs> <laughs> Sketching their, um, junk mail is what I'll call it. I'm, I'm thinking about you looking at my ankle. Be extra good, and you'll see the calf <laughs> You naughty wench!
0: <laughs> oh, I bet you stepped foot out of the house today. Tell me more.
1: <laughs> I bet you didn't button that last button. <laughs> so, <laughs> can we make old-time fan fiction involving oh. the Tintin? Okay, Rebecca, have you
0: ever read Victorian Smut?
1: I can honestly say I have not.
0: Listen, I don't know how I found it. I think, honestly, probably Twitter. But it is fucking bonkers. I'm going to try to find the one that I read about, like, this guy. And it's, like, I, I... Victorians were fucking nuts. Like, let's just say that. Like, I mean, they listen, they had some great, like, architecture, because have you ever noticed, like, Victorian houses are very elaborate and, like, are oftentimes painted in bright colors? Yeah, yeah. So the reason that they did that was because they were all dressed in very plain colors. They were very conservative, right, and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So they chose to express themselves, like, through their homes and in, you know... Amazing. ...other forms of art. I love that. Right? Like, where there's a will, there's a way. You can't stop art. Never. So, um, I will get through this section, you guys, I swear. (laughs) So, yeah, so, um, featherless chicken, that's
1: what we were. Oh, yeah.
0: In Brazil, and the rainforests of the Amazon Basin... Uh the Amazon River Dolphin or Bugtoe is believed to be a combination of siren and incubus that shapeshifts into a very charming and handsome man who seduces young women and takes them into and takes them into the river.
1: So you're fucking a dolphin? I I can never hear a dolphin the same again, Lily. Thanks. (laughs)
0: Oh, God. Imagine, like, I, 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 I can't. No, like, I, I can't, can't even imagine. What are you
1: fucking saying? I can't imagine this. I, I don't I, want
0: I, to. I, I can't imagine, like, coming coming back from that. Like, oh, my God, like, it was, you know, it was a dolphin, and then it was a hot guy, and, like, we we did the deed, and then he turned back into a dolphin and <laughs> swam away. Like, what kind of acid trip would you have, like, what? For real. Because, like, not only do you get
1: assaulted, but you can't even, like, press charges because it's a fucking dolphin. dolphin. yeah, because then I think you end up getting locked up because of bestiality. Exactly. It's fucked Oof. up.
0: Yeah, so... Um, it is said to be responsible for disappearances and unwanted pregnancy. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to text... Um, I work with a woman who grew up in Brazil, and I'm going to ask her what she knows... About uh, this boto Amazon River dolphin,
1: please. I'm very curious.
0: I'll I'll let you know, and I'll uh, if if it's anything good, I'll like screenshot it and put it on our Instagram at Just Podcast. So according to legend, a boto always wears a hat to disguise the breathing hole at the top <laughs> of its head while in human form. <laughs> Bulletproof. I feel bad for laughing, but it's just like. <laughs> Even as a human, there's a water hole in the chest. <laughs> Imagine pegging a dolphin man. That
1: <laughs> <laughs> was enough for this episode. This episode needs to stop now. <laughs> you just mentioned pegging. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. It's the first thing that came to my life. Oh, me too, but I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> uh. Okay. 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 Um, I gotta think of dead puppies, hold on. Alright. So okay, okay.
0: So and then there's actually um a few more. So the South the Southern African incubus demon is the tokolosh. Uh, women place their beds upon bricks to deter the rather short fellows from attending their sleeping forms they also share the hole in the head detail and water dwelling habits of the interesting. <laughs> in swedish folklore there is the <laughs> mera or mare um, a spirit or goblin that rides on the chests of humans while they sleep, giving them bad dreams or
1: nightmares. That's fucked up.
0: Yeah, belief in the mare goes back to the Norse. Nilinga. I don't know. I don't speak any kind of like Nordic language or anything. Um, from the 13th century. But the belief is pro- probably even older. The mare was likely inspired by sleep paralysis. That's very interesting. Um, in Assam, the northeastern province of India, it is mostly known as Puri, meaning angel. According to the mythology, Puri comes to a man at night in his dreams and seduces him. Gradually, the victim's health deteriorates and, in some cases, develops suicidal tendencies. Oh, no. And then, um, finally, in Turkish culture, Incubus is known as Karabasin. It is an evil being that descends upon some sleepers at night. These beings are thought to be spirits or djinns. It can be seen, which I know we've also touched upon. Definitely. it can be seen or heard in the in the nightmare and a heavy weight is felt on the chest yet people cannot wake up from that state some causes are sleeping without adequately covering the body especially for women what so so a woman doesn't cover her body in her sleep and they believe that that's why
1: they are getting assaulted sounds about all of history.
0: Yeah, sounds like my school dress code. Um, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shots like fired. Maybe,
0: maybe if you didn't show your shoulder, is this when... Happened?
1: I would um, literally like to have a sit-down talk with somebody that gets hard over seeing my shoulder.
0: Right? And like, just wonder maybe, what like, the
1: fuck is wrong with them.
0: Exactly. Like, I want to know the story behind the shoulder fetish, personally.
1: Please let me know how this distracts you.
0: Right? So, um, oh, and also it could be caused by eating in bed. So, guilty! (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it's believed that some of this can be caused by sleep paralysis. Uh, The combination of sleep paralysis and hypnagogic hallucination could easily cause someone to believe that a demon was holding them down. Nocturnal arousal, etc., could be explained away by creatures causing otherwise guilt-producing behavior. Add this to the common phenomena of nocturnal arousal and nocturnal emission, and all the elements required to believe in an incubus are present. On the other hand, some victims of incubi may have been the s- victims of real sexual assault. Some authors speculate that rapists may have attributed... Uh, the rapes of sleeping women to demons in order to escape punishment. Oh my Uff. God. Robert Macello I? asserts that a friend or relative is at the top of the list in such cases and would be kept secret by the intervention of alleged spirits. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew that this would be a heavy topic, but this really delves into a lot. And I feel like, truthfully, It's both cases. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, oh, no, my laptop's dying. That's okay. I have Google Docs on my phone. Um, So I, you know, clearly there's a lot more to this, and there is, like, a scientific background. I feel, as with most paranormal things, there is a scientific explanation for a good deal of them, but it's not one-size-fits-all. Definitely
1: not. One thousand percent
0: not. Um, and also like after reading all of these different, you know, regional things, again, it's like these have been happening for so long with different regional variations where, you know, like people in you know, I mean, possibly at some point, you know, people in Sweden, you know, really didn't communicate and bare their souls with their awful, you know, sex nightmares to people in South Africa. Like that probably didn't happen Mm. you know people in you know Ecuador were probably not you know sending carrier pigeons or going over via boat to Turkey and having these you know old-timey TED talks like no that
1: wasn't (laughs) not likely definitely not definitely not
0: so anyways that's so like that, you know, that's like with Bigfoot versus Yetis versus the Abominable Snowman, you know, versus, you know, a sleep paralysis demon and, you know, the other forms that you see from all over the world. These have been going on for so long before there were web forums and social media and, you know, phone, you know, telephones and what what are they called? Telegrams. That clearly it comes, oh my god, you were just at 17% laptop one minute ago. How are you at 7%? This is bullshit. Okay. Um, anyways, so yeah, that's, that's,
1: that is that on that. Shit. That is insane. And it's interesting yeah. how, it's interesting how there's, it's, so, it's such varying differentiations in what the Saccubi and Incubi look like it really is interesting to see how different cultures take that on.
0: Right. Like I never imagined there were a, there were two cultures describing it as dwarves and one culture that said it was a small man. So that's also fascinating to me that it's kind of in different areas known as something completely different, but there are only two variations.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, if this topic has interest you, and, because, okay, so, you know, how you brought up that uh, certain situations of the incubi and succubi, if, if we're talking scientifically, it could be a result of sleep paralysis or of, you know, nocturnal arousal. Mm-hmm. So, some people, um, they like that feeling of, it, like, if this, if this isn't, if we're talking scientifically here, uh, I mean... We're all, we're all not five years old here. You know, people have had sexual dreams, and some people like that feeling. So some people are in search of that feeling and being able to control having those type of experiences. Mm-hmm. So there was actually a woman, and I was trying to find her... I was trying to find the... Oh, yes. Uh, her article is titled... A Brief Investigation into Human-Ghost Intercourse, and the author of this article is Katie Heaney. Okay. And she originally wrote this on May twenty first, 2014, and then was updated on June fourteenth, 2017 on PSMag.com, which is the Pacific Standard Mag. Okay. So um, she had started hearing about succubus and incubus and was very curious as to what it was all about. So she went on the internet and found a website called SummoningSuccubus.com. And from her article, it says, run by self-proclaimed occult master, Eric Von Rolf, who, according to his email address, is based in Israel, the site claims to offer members secrets to attracting a succubus-slash-incubus. When I entered, this is what she says. When I entered my name and email and clicked sign up now, I was sure I'd be asked for money, at which point I'd obviously give up. But after confirming my email address, I was immediately sent the first lesson of the promised seven. The subject line reads, Katie, your first succubus summoning lesson. I regret using my work email address. (laughs) The email provides a link to a secure page on Von Roth's site. Lesson number one is titled, Are You Succubus Material? This worries me because I did not realize there was even a possibility of ghost rejection. Below a brief and vague introduction, the page contains a Google Form questionnaire. Here I am, I asked, I given my name, age, and gender. I'm asked whether I'd prefer a succubus or incubus. Curiously, under the question, for what purpose do you wish to summon a sexual spirit, there is an option for long-term friendship. This makes, me, no way. this makes me very nearly too sad to continue reading. But I do. There are a few more questions about sexual preference, like what are your characteristics that are important in a spiritual lover. Um, one is, and again, I do not get why funny is an option, <laughs> one's experience with the spiritual and a sort of spectrophilia ETA. Von Roth wants to know how long you think this will take, how long, would you begin to guess, and how much time you can devote to summoning sexual experiences, uh, I'm sorry, sexual spirits. So she didn't end up going through with doing this, um, but she was very curious to see if any of her readers would follow through and learn the lessons, um, but was never updated, so um, on that account. But if you guys have tried out summoningsuccubus.com com, or plan on trying it out. Email us at JustBullyThinksPodcast at Gmail dot com, and let us know if it worked for you. We are judgment free here. Um, if you wanna, you know, get your boo thing on with a ghost, do it. Live your life, live your truth, and uh, just let us know how it goes. I'm curious.
0: I feel like. If you honestly, like, really want to know strings attached, like, go for, go for an incubus or succubus, as long as it's consensual.
1: As long, yes, as long as both parties are consensual, live your truth. For sure. So, with that being said, uh, we have experiences of people that have encountered succubus and incubus, or incubi, succubi, I'm not, English language, bleh, um, so, (laughs) Lily, do you want to start or should I start?
0: Um, why don't you start this time, since I did all the... Well, well, we both did information, but since I've done a lot of talking... Yes. You
1: go. Okay, okay. So, the first experience I found online, uh, this was through Reddit, and it starts, I'm not sure if this was an incubus or what, but I did have an encounter with something very malevolent just the year before last. I've never done drugs, nor had a history of mental or health problems, but I have always been sensitive to the paranormal. My parents have told me they think I could see things as an infant... I can give you that story if you guys want at another time. Anyways, this is the second year I've been living on the eighth floor of my dorm. And ah, I have this one too! Do you really? Yeah, okay, you do it. I'll I'll, um, I'll, just do two. Okay, okay. And in both rooms I had lived in there was a strange sound from the ceiling directly above my head, like a marble falling and bouncing to a stop. I spoke to the people who lived above me and they said they weren't making the noise and I spoke to the previous people who lived in those rooms and they said they had never heard such a thing. Things would move around the room sometimes and lights would flicker and go out and sometimes orbs of light would move around the room but my room seemed to be the only one on the floor with issues. I was used to these sort of things happening around me though so I figured I had a new friend and let it be. But then things started to get scary. It would open and close my locked door and it began to put its hands on my shoulders and neck when I was at my desk and its presence was heavy and it filled the room constantly. I was frightened and my roommate was a Korean person who spoke hardly any English and was literally never in the room. So I couldn't ask her about if she had seen or experienced anything in there. It's, yeah, that's so sad. Like, even though you have someone there, you still feel so alone in such a frightening situation like that. Yeah, honestly, I would have,
0: yeah, I. that's when you call your mom at 3 a.m. And you're like, Mom, can you come pick me up?
1: Exactly. So it started coming to me in my dreams, threatening to kill or torture my family if I had tried to get rid of it. The third night I fell asleep, I dreamt that I was in my ex-boyfriend's bedroom laying on his bed. My ex walked in, and it looked almost exactly like him, but I couldn't shake the feeling that something was off with him and that it was just pretending to be him. He got on top of me. And I tried to push him off or stop him or scream, but nothing happened. It felt like I was so heavy I couldn't move or speak. He raped me, and I woke up right as he finished inside me. Sorry for all the gory details. It's easy to chalk this up to a simple nightmare slash fucked up wet dream slash anxiety over this thing, but when I woke up, I felt sore. I mean, it felt like I had just had sex, and I ached inside like someone was really rough with me when we did it. I don't know if any of you are girls or not, But you cannot imagine this sort of feeling. There's nothing like it in the world. I felt dirty, disgusted, used. I sat there and I just bawled. I had never been so scared. It stayed around for a couple more weeks before it just vanished and I haven't seen it since. Maybe it was incubus. Maybe it was a a malevolent spirit or demon. I'm not really sure. But it was definitely one of the scariest things I've ever come across. The end. Well, this poor person honestly it's insane and this is just I mean obviously this wasn't her ex-boyfriend in real life like it wasn't like he, he didn't rape her but it was yeah. in a dream where it felt so real and the fact that she woke up and still felt those feelings I cannot even begin to describe how how um how can I I can't even put into words like how like uh, uh, you feel violated That's and uh, yeah how and
0: you know like like i said before there's there's like no way you can you can't go to the cops or you know you can't go to your friend and you know like the, like she can go to her friend and you can't go to you can't report this because there was no tangible physical person there to kind of give you the satisfaction of having them have charges pressed against them. Yeah. Like it's a it's a demon and you're that's something that you could be stuck with
1: forever. Just that that experience alone will always stay with her and that is horrible and I hope that she's found ways to you know you know not to come to peace with it but you know be able to take this experience and um you know just continue to live your life as best and as positive as positive as you can I mean what do you do in the situation like there is no there is no amount of training or therapy or anything you could do to get you know completely past something like this
0: yeah exactly there's no I mean this is really uh you know obviously I'm not trying in any ways like to discount a sexual assault victim but this must feel pretty close
1: oh one thousand percent one thousand percent
0: you know especially especially like you know when you have a nightmare you know usually after you're a little shaken up you know maybe you get a little sleep paralysis which is terrifying and awful and everything but to be physically sore you know that just seems off to me exactly like to wake up hurting from something, you know, is completely different than, you know, waking up from a stress dream fratting. Definitely. Ugh.
1: All right, Lily, what's your next story?
0: All right. I hope you don't have this one.
1: So um,
0: this one says, I'm pretty sure I have had um, those kind of experiences with an incubus. I have never really gone into detail about it, except with my mom briefly because a lot of what I'm pretty sure were encounters while I was in sleep paralysis are super violent, so apologies for the graphic nature. I remember one dream, which felt freakishly real, where I was struggling against something, and I could feel something try to ram itself into me. I was struggling, and as I looked behind me, I could see this black mass, and I felt my back burn as, if it, as it forced me to look away. I was saying prayers, commanding it to stop, which only seemed to make it more angry. As I felt it scratch my back, and then it did this thing, and it felt like I was penetrated. As I suddenly passed down and woke up stomach, passed out, and woke up stomach down in, on, on my bed, it scared me to the point of tears, and that I did not want to, and then I did not want to go to class. And it still kind of fucks me up now. I, I can't even imagine that kind of terror.
1: And this just seemed like such a powerful presence that this person, in a way, was, like, paralyzed. They, they couldn't do anything about it. Exactly.
0: And, and wait, you know, having this, you know, if, you know, it was, you know, a dream. Imagine, you know, waking up how you were left, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, I mean, because this, you know very well might have been real so it wasn't a dream you know waking up and not being able to say wow it was a dream i'm stomach down feeling
1: violated yeah so fucked up
0: and like they said earlier you know in the research prayers and you know rosaries and
1: all that stuff just makes it worse yeah it's it's like they get pissed off that you're even attempting
0: exactly it's like oh you think this was bad you want your you know you want help now imagine this like it is sick it is sick that there are you know beings out there and unfortunately probably some people who
1: are this way oh a thousand percent there are some real fucking monsters out there oh for sure okay so my next story is also from reddit Mm -hmm. And um, if this is another one that you have, um, Mm -hmm. I have a third experience that I can read instead. So just let me know.
0: What's it called?
1: Um, I don't have the title of it. I just have the beginning where it's in the early hours of this morning.
0: Okay, I don't have that one. Okay,
1: perfect. All right. So it starts in the early hours of this morning. I experienced something I'd honestly never encountered before. Frankly, it scared me a little bit, but I believe I have more of an understanding of it now. I remember waking up around two thirty ish with my music still playing. Unplugged from my headphones, turned my lamp off, and got ready to go back to sleep. As I closed my eyes, I remember being overcome with a sudden wave of paranoia. This is a usual experience for me as I suffer from anxiety and a fear of the dark. However, as I huddled down into my bed sheets and relaxed, I started to get strange visions inside my head. This became quite gruesome and horrifying. I remember trying to distract it by recreating a moment where I was sitting on a couch with a friend of mine, Kirk, and imagining how differently our conversation could have gone. That's another story. Mid-conversation, Imagination Kirk looks away and becomes completely unresponsive. I remember making my imaginative self try to snap him out of the trance-like state he was in. He then turned back around to look at me. His face was no longer the same. No eyes, just shadows where they should be. His skin was sickly pale. Open my eyes, close them, visions continue. I revert to try to clear my mind, thinking of nothing but black and focusing my attention to my senses. As I'm trying to clear these images, I hear a voice in the back of my head yelling at me not to. It wasn't deep or menacing, but told me to stop trying to block everything out. Fast forward two minutes and my body begins to feel odd. My limbs go numb before I'm overcome with the strangest sensation. I can't describe it in words, but the best way I can put it is as if someone was trying to tear me from my own body. I fought it by using as much energy as I could to move all my limbs. The sensation stopped. Visions continued. A few minutes later, the sensation was back. This continued for a solid half an hour. The voice was also talking. I maybe made a mistake by telling them to let me sleep, and then they could do whatever, as I've now read w- about consenting. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe I blacked out? But the next thing I remember is my sheets moving. There's a weight. A hand on my thigh. I tense. A few seconds pass, and the hand moves higher. Next thing I know, there's a sensation of someone thrusting a finger into me. It was unusually cold. The finger is removed, and I suddenly feel like someone's thrusting into me. Again, it's weirdly cold. As this was going on, I noticed my breathing becomes difficult. At points, it felt like I was being choked. I, again, couldn't get any air. It released. I gasped for a breath, and 20 seconds later, it happened again. I remember turning my head at one point and seeing someone's face fucked Uh, someone's face oh someone's face fucked into the crook of my neck it didn't look like any of my exes which is what this thread said they'd appeared to be albeit the face wasn't messed up they were actually pretty attractive I won't lie (laughs) this ordeal went on for maybe five minutes before it stopped they pulled out and that was it I sat there in shock for a second reached down to where I'd been penetrated and felt around I'd 100% hadn't imagined it and I was still stretched blinked in confusion and blacked out. Woke up this morning feeling exhausted. Couldn't explain why as I had had about 10 hours of sleep total. I'd been looking for answers all day. I've never astral projected and science was telling me it was either my imagination or sleep paralysis. But A, I could move and B, the penetration felt real. I've never really dabbled into anything spiritual or supernatural so this was frightening and a little confusing. I was starting to I was starting to put it off his imagination, but I finally discovered this thread and realized I wasn't alone in my experience. Wow. Yeah. So that is their experience of incubus, succubus. Um, it's just very interesting to me to hear the concept of consent, and consent in something like this, where, yeah, they technically consented because they gave themselves like they just kind of stopped fighting but in my, in my definition of consent that's nowhere near consent
0: I agree I, I feel like um, you know a true consent is yes proceed
1: yeah 1000% and you, you can't know, be under not, the influence of you anything you know not I give up just do it yeah yeah and has to be sober 1000% oh yes yeah, I mean, it, you know what I mean? Like,
0: it's it's sad to see someone just say, you know, you're more powerful than me. This is going to happen mm-hmm. because it, I, I don't know, it's just so tough. And, and the fact that she said, you know, the the physical evidence that this truly happened, you know, her yeah. saying that, you know, she examined herself and that she had not imagined it. That, again, is scary because there has been real harm done. Oh, a thousand percent. And there's, and it's, you know, out of your control. So sad. Yeah.
1: So, Lily, what is your next experience, encounter?
0: Okay, so my last and final one is called Could I Have Been Raped by a Demon or Incubus Slash Succubus? I posted about this in Sleep Paralysis, but this seems to be some occult shit or incubus succubus incident to me. This is going to sound completely fucking insane, uh, but unfortunately it is all too real to me. I'll start with a little background. I'm a female in my 20s. I don't do drugs or take any medications. I don't have any medical or mental condition. I'm in a long-term, healthy sexual relationship with my boyfriend. He doesn't live with me. I am not religious. I don't believe in God. I do believe in the supernatural, only because I've had an entity in my place before. I have sleep paralysis very often. I've also had lucid dreams and astral projections They only started about a year ago. But they occur pretty often now. I have nightmares, regular dreams, sex dreams, and even sex dreams where I've had orgasms. I can tell the difference between all of these dreams. I've even had a psychic-type dream, uh, or psychic-type dreams, sorry, where i predicted the deaths and pregnancies of loved ones. I don't try to have any of these types of dreams or episodes. They just happen to me. And I certainly have no desire in summoning some incubus. Lying on my back, I, I awoke to the feeling of something near my bed. I open my eyes and see the dark figure standing in front of my bed. He usually just stands there. He has no eyes or features, basically looks like a thin-built man wearing a black bodysuit. I was paralyzed and scared, but I had experienced this before so I was not as scared as other times. So I just waited there, staring back at him, waiting for him to leave. He came onto my bed. He grabbed my ankles with force and opened my legs. This is the first time I was touched by him. I wasn't paralyzed anymore, but I couldn't scream or say anything. I was trying to fight back, but he was so strong. He then turned me around and started raping me. He grabbed onto my wrists, so I couldn't fight back I turned my head to look at him and tried to fight him off it was very painful to me it was real I tried with all my strength to fight back but couldn't I eventually was able to free my arms from his grip and tried to scratch his arms but it felt but it was like he felt nothing I felt exhausted and had no more strength to fight I watched as he kept raping me I closed my eyes and scrambled through my head. Thought of guys I had slept with in the past. I felt it was wrong to think of my boyfriend. So I tried to change him into one of those guys. Maybe I could turn this horrible, terrifying experience into a better one. That's actually kind of
1: I don't want to say a good idea, but logical. In, the, if that, in that situation, to try to make it less miserable i mean no matter how you say it it sounds fucked up but like like, less trauma like maybe not
0: less traumatic but make it a different experience
1: yeah it's it's so weird something easier to cope with so fucking sad we have to try to like do justification in our head when we're sexually assaulted like fuck you exactly fuck you that's the theme of this episode fuck you yeah honestly so um
0: uh, let's see. I focused hard, and when I when I did, his body turned into silver and black static, like TV static. His head actually started to turn into one of the dudes I was imagining. Yes, power of the mind for real. His head flickered for a few a few seconds, but then I felt as if he was fighting this off. He won because he turned back into the unusual black figure. He then continued. Ugh, God, he then continued to go harder, grabbing my waist, reaching and grabbing my breasts, squeezing my ankles and wrists, and pulling my hair. I felt completely defeated at this point. All I could do is just squeeze onto the end of my bed and scratch on the walls. This all lasted a few minutes. I then felt it realize me. I was still on my knees, scratching the walls, when I realized it had left i sat up and turned on my lights i was freaking out and confused what the fuck did someone come into my house and rape me was i hallucinating and if so why am i still in pain i got up and went to check on the door no signs of a break-in i knew no one came in i just needed some reassurance i went back into my bed i was throbbing down there in pain the same feeling after having really rough sex my wrists and ankles still hurt i was terrified and refused to go back to sleep scared that it would return i felt sore even a few hours later i used to see him very often but thankfully i have not seen him since this incident i do continue to hear a man's voice even this morning i woke up to a man's voice i think it may be him the end
1: oh no that's so fucked up in the head yeah, I am,
0: I am in all seriousness, like, mentally, like, shaken by these accounts.
1: Yeah. Well, while we've definitely... This is definitely a dark topic, and they have been very traumatic experiences from the encounters that we've read here. Um, I thought that I would end on a lighter note. Okay. Um, yes, please do. So, these experiences that I'm about to read are kind of what i brought back about the um summoning succubus.com of people that actually want to experience a sexual relationship with a succubi or an incubi okay so the uh, so not only do just normal human beings have these experiences but some of our celebrity friends um that includes celebrities like kesha Lucy Liu, um, and even Anna Nicole Smith. Um, She did an interview with FHM magazine, and Mm -hmm. it was like this um, article from 2004 where they had asked her, what's the kinkiest sex you've ever had? And she goes, well, a ghost would crawl up my leg and have sex with me at, at an apartment a long time ago in Texas. I used to think it was my boyfriend, and one day I woke up, and it wasn't. It was like a spirit, and it woof, miming a ghost flying from her bedsheets went up. (laughs) Oh my God. I was freaked out about it, but then I was like, well, you know what? He's never hurt me and he just gave me some amazing sex, so I have no problem, end quote. Yes, (laughs) this was a real interview. And then the magazine asked, you sure that wasn't just a dream? And she goes, it was not a dream because it was happening every night. One night at almost daylight, and that was the same time my boyfriend went to work. I had woken up because I felt it coming up my leg, and I saw it. I told my boyfriend, and he didn't believe me. Of course, dot, 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 men. (laughs) (laughs) An actual icon, rest in peace, Anna Nicole Smith. But, um, so that was a little bit of a celebrity encounter, having sex with a succubi, incubi, um, and having a positive experience with it. Wow, so, I mean, you never know. And now i have uh an article from the sun so i'm going to read this article from the sun.com and this is about amethyst realm amethyst claims to have had more than 20 phantom flings even join amethyst realm she's just some random woman that is she's a she's a counselor from nottingham in the uk
0: oh okay i thought that we were still on like the celebrities and i was like "Uh." well she's a celebrity
1: of her own kind she is known for having more than 20 phantom flings even joining the mile high club with her latest spirit partner Hmm. i can't even get a fucking text back from my boyfriend right now but that's fine (laughs) (laughs) i know i just got i just got ghosted and i'm like what the fuck so, the 30-year-old counselor from Nottingham says, My new ghost lover is really special. Wise, stable, and kind. I am not 100% sure if it is a male or female, but I have found true love. Quote, We met when I went on a trip to Australia earlier this year. Spirits usually remain in one place, but I am delighted this one followed me back to the UK. I was happy and excited. So excited, in fact, we headed to the Plain Lou. I am now a member of the Mile High Club. Oh my orgasms i have with my spirit lovers have been way deeper and more satisfying than any i've had with ordinary men love it i have given up sleeping with human men ghost sex is deeper more passionate and oddly seems more natural you sense the presence you can feel the energy and although there's no body to touch you can sense that you're being touched i know it sounds crazy but i've been looking into having a ghost baby i don't think it's totally out of the question (laughs) yes and this article continues I believe phantom pregnancies, where a woman experiences pregnancy symptoms when there is no fetus. It's actually a ghost baby. I have always had the ability to communicate with the supernatural and first started having spiritual sex when I was 18 and engaged. I was getting undressed for bed when I suddenly felt fingers fluttering their way down my spine in a soft whispering sound, but no words from behind in my right ear. It made me shudder all over, but in a really nice way. The next thing I knew, I was being turned around and embraced. The energy was all-consuming, and before I knew it, I was on the bed in the throes of a ghost-induced ecstasy. My engagement ended when my fiancé returned one afternoon to find me in bed wearing stockings, suspenders, a basque, and a tiny G-string. He believed I was hiding a lover of the flesh and blood kind and ransacked the room looking for him. That's when I told him. I said I would never be able to find him because the man he was looking for was in fact a ghost he immediately he immediately packed his belongings and left (laughs) after after that i decided that real men were more trouble than they're worth queen and that ghost lovers were the way forward they can't buy me flowers or take me out to dinner but they made me feel special in other ways one drew hearts and condensation on my window I'm not the only one to prefer spirit lovers and have offered counseling to people going through rough patches in their relationships with ghosts. Wow. You know, that's the only kind of ghosted I think anyone should get. Oh, 1000%. And then, in the same article, there's another woman called Cyan Jameson, who, although Mm -hmm. currently dating a living living man, Cyan, who's age 26, claims to have had passionate sex with a ghost from the 19th century. So the copywriter who lives in London says, After splitting from my long-term boyfriend three years ago, I rented a 16th-century cottage in Aberystwyth in West Wales. I was immediately taken by the painting of a handsome man above the mantel which dated back to 1820. A few months after I'd moved in, I woke up one morning to find a dark-haired, very good-looking young man lying next to me. He was fully clothed in a loose white shirt, a neck scarf, and old-fashioned breeches. He had a kind of shimmer to him, as if he'd been as if he was behind a fluttering vile curtain. I told myself I was dreaming and rolled away from him. As I faced the wall, I slowly realized I wasn't asleep, and suddenly I was frozen with fear. I felt a hand on my waist, but the touch was strange, light, and cool. I looked at the man again and realized he was the one from the painting. We ended up making love for an hour. He was very gentle. Even when he moved on top of me, pressing down, he felt almost weightless. It was very strange, but the sex... Was amazing. We made made love three times before he vanished forever. I sobbed when he left. I guess I had fallen in love. When I told a couple of close friends about it, they looked at me as if I was mad. So I just laughed it off, said something about eating too much cheese, then kept quiet after. (laughs) Oh my God. And on that note, that ends our research on the succubi and incubi. Wow. How amazing were those... Last two stories. That was... I mean...
0: God. Ships passing in the night. The guy in the painting and them making sweet, passionate love. And then just like, peace out.
1: The one that got away.
0: The cemetery can't know I'm missing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That is... Oh, I, this is such... I, I have... Said a lot of F words today, but it is fucked up. I have to like take a bleach bath after this episode. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I want to like wash my eyes out with bleach.
1: I just feel like we just did an audiobook of a porno right now.
0: Yeah, I, y- you know what? Should we put this on OnlyFans? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's make an OnlyFans of just sexual ghost pictures and ghost encounters. We would make so much money. I'm actually, you know what? Wait, I said that and it actually kind of works. Wait a minute. Yes, we could call it like Only Phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, guys. Hear this now. We are going to be top ranked on OnlyFans. We are going to be the high, highest paid OnlyFans page in history. Because actually, Mike just sent me this. Bella Thorne made $1 million on OnlyFans in one day. What? Yes. And you don't even have to post, like, titty pictures. You
0: heard it here first, folks.
1: I love it. I love it. We'll have some boobies on there.
0: (gasps) Boobies! And my, um... Um... Uh... I can't think of anything else.
1: Some boo tee (laughs) some bootiful beings some uh uh uh, I don't know I got nothing fuck it alright well thank you so much boo things for listening and Lily do you have anything else to wrap us up with before we go on with our socials
0: um congratulations on making it through this whole
1: episode because this was a graphic one yeah this um yeah this one was uh yeah I can't even I'm I'm shot
0: I was not, because honestly, I was just on my lunch break, like, oh, maybe we should do, uh, maybe we should do an episode on, like, Incubi, and I was not ready for what I fucking got myself into.
1: Yes, I would just like to say this was Lily's idea. <laughs> and yeah, I, I take full credit for this awful decision. It was, it's, it's a definitely an interesting topic, and I'm very curious to see if other podcasts have talked about it, because it is extremely graphic, but we trigger-warned it, so, um... If you've made it this far, congratulations! Um, yeah. So All on right. that note, uh, we uh, we are going to be talking about our social medias now, which um, won't have ghost porn on it. So um, let's uh, do that. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, follow us on Instagram at Just Holy Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Beldecary. Twitter jgt podcast facebook like page just bully things podcast facebook private group just bully things podcast donate to our patreon just bully things podcast and if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share on our show feel free to email us at just at gmail.com thanks so much for listening boo Thangs, and we will talk to boo tomorrow goodbye, goodbye.